A lot of us have moments in our lives where we feel like that moment was eternal, where it was maybe a few minutes, but it felt like hours. That memory that you hold on to that gets you through the tough times is probably one of those moments. A lot of us are blessed with having many of those moments. And today I want to talk about one of those. As I do this episode, I'm actually holding the photo of the moment that I'm going to be sharing with you guys. And it's almost surreal to even sit here and look at the photo and think about all the different things that went into this exact moment. In 2017, I decided to drop out of university because I truly felt like it it wasn't working for me. I decided to go on an internship to Medellin, Colombia to work with kids that were under adoption and protection decrees. And it had always been my life calling to work with kids in orphanages and adoption processes because I was adopted as a child from Colombia. So I grew up with the same feeling of wanting to give back to children that maybe didn't get the same opportunity that I did. So it was something that was very close to my heart. So when this opportunity came up, I knew that it was the time to try it, to just go for it. And let me tell you, I had no idea at that moment how that was going to change my life forever. The foundation that I went to go work with worked with over 14 adoption homes. And there was one in particular that changed my life forever. That kid's home was called Superarse. Superarse was a home for boys that are under adoption processes and have gone through so many different traumatic events in their lives. Think of a trauma, you name it, there's a child that has gone through that. There was children that told me their stories and I it's not my story to tell, but let me tell you, those children have lived through nightmares that some of us can't even imagine. And the most astonishing thing to think is that those children only have love for you. They only want love and they want to be loved and give love. And that by far is one of the biggest lessons that I received, is thinking about all the things that these children have gone through that we can't even begin to imagine, but they still sit there in front of you with a hug, with a smile, and it's just truly, there's no words to describe that. When I started at Superarse, my bosses sat me down and they told me, you have to be really careful with this kid's home. The boys, they're rowdy, they're violent sometimes, they break out into fights all the time and they're out of control most of the time and we've been having so much trouble trying to do our lessons with them. So on my way there for the first time, you can already imagine what I was thinking. I was a bit worried to be honest with you. As Superarse, they had kids. I think the youngest one was about six and the oldest one was 15. And there was around 45 of them. And that first week that I went, um, it was an experience. They had fought multiple times. They wouldn't listen. It was impossible to do the lessons. And our lessons were all about teaching life's values through playing and different activities. As the weeks went on, my bosses started noticing that They listened to me more than they listened to them. And then the day came that my bosses sat me down and they said, we're sending you there alone. And I remember I was sitting there and I was like, me alone? Are you sure? And they looked at me and said, it's worth a try. We've noticed that they pay attention to you more. So let's just try it. We will drop you off and we'll pick you up and the staff will be there. You'll have support if you need it. 
and as I stood in front of the door for the first time by myself about to go into superarse, I had no idea what it was going to feel like almost two years later on my last walk out of there. Over the next almost two years, I spent hours and hours and hours with those boys doing so many different activities and enrichment and just overall even fun and and all these lessons and I developed such close relationships with so many of them. Every time I would get to Superarse and they'd open the door, I would have dirty kids coming and running to give me hugs and I used to say, man, I have 40 hugs every single day, and how could I ever be sad, <laughs> you know? But it's it's a beautiful thing for them to open the doors and to see all the kids running to hug you, and it just gives you so much purpose and so much, I don't know, it just gives you that feeling of what I'm doing, this sacrifice, this time, this this effort, and everything I put into these lessons is really paying off. And I had a lot of kids who were very defiant and enjoyed fighting, not listening, talking back to me. And those are actually the kids that I ended up being closest to. And that's just how life works, right? Time after time, I would tell them, you can act out as much as you want to act out, but I'm still going to be here next time. I'm still going to be here to listen to you, and I love you. No matter what you do, I'm still here, and I'm still going to come. And after multiple times of me saying that and going through endless things with them, I think they started realizing that what I was saying was true. And that's the most important thing with children that have gone through trauma is establishing trust, communication, and showing them that you're not going to give up on them no matter how much they act out. In the photo that I'm holding in the far left corner, um, there is a kid, his name is Steven. Steven was one of those kids who liked to make you angry. He enjoyed just, just about anything that a kid could do that is defiant, Steven did it. <laughs> but I am so proud to say that That child did a complete 180, 180. From being the one who would have to be kicked out of the activity every day to being the one who was my helper. He was my protector. Whenever kids acted out, Steven was there to tell them to listen to me. I have endless stories of all the kids and what they've taught me and what I've seen in them, what they've experienced. And I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you, but I guess what I want to get at of this moment in time where everything felt right is that after two years of working with these kids, it was finally time for me to go. It was very hard for me, and I didn't even want to tell them that I was going because the last thing I wanted them to think is, here's another person who's leaving me, you know? On my last day at Superarse, I decided to make a special activity. The activity was about the red string of life and the red string of destiny. I had heard this story about how a red string is connected to all of us and that no matter how much the string might get tangled or knotted, that it's still going to be there and keep going. And along the string of life, there was different people, moments, and memories that were meant to happen. So I decided that with the kids, I was going to have them make their own red string bracelets and that we were going to tie them to our wrists and make a promise for our life. So once all the kids made their bracelets and I taught them the lesson about the meaning behind the red string and the bracelet, 
Each kid came up to me one by one with their promise written on a piece of paper, and together, we said the promise and tied it around their wrists. Once all, once all of the kids finished their promises, they all sat down and I stood in front of them and I explained to them why I was doing this activity. And I started bawling, crying in front of them. <laughs> It was per request from the staff at the home that I didn't tell the kids that I was leaving until that day. So it made it that much harder. But so as I stood in front of them with my red string bracelet, I tied it and I explained to them why the red string was important for me to share with them. I told them that ever since I was a little girl, I had dreamed of working with children and that I had had visions about what it would be like and that I had no idea that it was going to be this beautiful, this amazing, and that they were in my lives for my whole life, that I finally met them, that I finally experienced life with them, and that they were never going to be out of my heart, that I was going to carry them on my red string forever. And I wanted them to know that they had really permanently changed my life forever and they were always destined to be in my life as I was in theirs that no matter how many years passed no matter what happened to them that I would be here on the other side of the world thinking of them sending them my energy sending them my healing and my guidance from far away that it wasn't just a job it wasn't just activities that I truly loved them as the kids had their initial reactions, um, it was quite impactful. A lot of them started crying. Some of them were a little angry. And a lot of them were asking me questions. Where was I going? Why was I leaving? And so many things. But once everyone settled down, the teacher that works there, she told me to sit down. She made an announcement to all the boys and she told them, why don't we all sit down and tell la profe, which means teacher, why don't we all sit down and tell la profe what she meant to us and what she did for us? Everyone, let's take turns. And when I heard that, I just remember thinking, oh no, I don't know if I can handle this right now. I'm already a mess. <laughs> but one by one, all the kids stood up telling me what I did for them, what I taught them, and what the experience meant to them. And I was a wreck. I was crying. I was a mess. And that's okay. <laughs> but... I just remember seeing each kid stand up and say what they learned, and I was shocked. Some of the kids that stood up, I remember the first day I met them. They were in fights. They were mean. They were hurtful to everybody. And to see them stand there and wish me the best in my life was something I can't even describe as the kids started telling me what they learned and what they experienced with me as their teacher, the moment just felt surreal. I had been waiting for that moment my whole life and I had never imagined that it was going to be that beautiful. And I know it might sound crazy, but I almost knew that those boys were going to be in my life. I knew it, and when I met them and I experienced what I experienced, it was way more than I could have ever imagined. So I was feeling a type of deja vu almost. And once everyone finished saying their messages, they united and they did a prayer. And the kid that led the prayer was Stephen. 
and they wish me to accomplish all of my dreams back home in Chicago and to never forget them that if one day I ever returned that there would be more boys that needed me just like they needed me once they finished the prayer the teacher told them okay go give her a hug and then all the kids ran to me to give me a hug and I was sitting in a plastic chair mind you they broke the chair and I was in a hug of over 30 boys that I had worked with for over almost two years that I had poured my heart and soul out into and to feel that group hug was better than I could have I don't know I I just didn't imagine it I honestly didn't and as I sat there I remember hearing all of them like screaming saying they loved me saying that they were gonna miss me and I just remember being in this big hug and hearing the teacher say you're gonna hurt her let her go (laughs) and the craziest thing happened when I was in that hug I felt light I felt love I felt peace I felt like every single decision I had made in my life, everything that I have gone through, trauma I've gone through, pain I've gone through, everything, nothing mattered in that moment. I felt the deepest fulfillment. And it's it's indescribable. It really is. And that moment, it might have been a minute, but it felt like an eternity. And right now, when I'm in my deepest moments of struggling with my mental health, I've been thinking of that hug. And I think about that hug all the time. And it's what gets me through. I remind myself that I have had a piece of eternity. I had a piece of heaven on earth. And it was that hug. All of the frustration, all of the tears, all of the tiredness. Because let me tell you, that was a hard job. It was go, go, go every day, home to home, this group of kids to this group of kids. But in that moment, nothing mattered. Only that moment, only those kids, only their love and the love I had to give them. And this moment will forever be in my heart. And I hope that no matter where the kids are, whether they're at the home or in other homes or maybe even adopted, that they're happy, that they're loved, and that they know that someone that was in their lives for two years is going to think about them forever. I wanted to talk about this moment. I wanted to talk about this moment because part of me has stopped myself from thinking about these moments. And I know that might seem kind of crazy after listening to how beautiful it was, but when anxiety and so many other things hit you and they paralyze you you start to almost block out the happiness in your life you start to block out the memories of when everything was great and beautiful and you start to block them out I feel like part of me tells me that I can't go there in my brain anymore because it's not safe because it's going to remind me of a time when I was able to live and able to do all these amazing things and right now I feel so paralyzed I feel so limited but part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because I wanted to share I wanted to share my experience and that it's okay to have two years of serving and living your best life and then to have a few years of of being stuck 
feeling confused, of not knowing where to go, of struggling with mental health. And these struggles don't erase all the beauty that you've done in your life. And that's a, that's a reminder that I have to remind myself, right? I might not be able to go out to the store or be in a car ride for too long or, you know, it doesn't even matter at this point. I might struggle to do things, but it doesn't erase what I've already done in my life. And I want to use those moments to remind myself that I can get, I can get to the next version of myself. I'm no longer trying to be my past self. I'm accepting that it's part of me and I'm using it as my fuel to go on. And that hug with the kids from Superarse is the moment in time that I'm going to keep using to keep me going. If you have a moment that fuels you, if you have a moment where it felt like eternity, use that moment in the moments where you feel lost. Use that moment when you feel like you've hit rock bottom. Because even if it was just a moment, that moment is worth a lifetime of trying to get back up on your feet. That moment is worth you putting your 100% in healing. That moment is worth it because you deserve that moment and so many more that haven't even happened yet. So do it. Do it for yourself. Do it for the moments. Do it. Do it. Listen to that inside of you that knows that more of these moments are going to be coming. And they will. They might take a few years, but they're going to come. And I wanted to share this to show myself that even though I've had a, a rough couple of years since then, that I'm still capable and I'm still worthy of that exact moment. And that all the time and effort I put into teaching those kids and loving those kids and just, they changed my life <laughs> Probably more than I changed theirs, to be honest with you, but they changed my life more than they will ever know. I want to dedicate this podcast to them, but also to you. If you're struggling with finding a purpose to keep going, try to find that moment. It doesn't have to be so like deep and profound, but we all have moments in our lives that remind us to keep going. So take some time. Think about a moment that can propel you to keep going. Write it down, feel it, experience it. For a long time, I didn't allow myself to think about all the amazing things that I experienced while I was living in Colombia. Because part of me felt that I wasn't worth it anymore. That because I've been struggling over the past few years that I wasn't worth remembering all the amazing things that I did. But it's time. It's time to put that version of me back into myself and remind myself that I'm not even going back to that past version of myself. I'm aiming for Yasmin 2.0, for 3.0, 5.0, whatever it may, it may be, but it's time. It is time to allow myself to feel the happiness of my past and to use it to propel me into my future. Because the longer that I don't allow myself to remember the beautiful times, to focus on only the negative and traumatic in my life, I'm never going to move forward. So next time you can, try to think about that one time. Just start with one. That one time when life felt infinite, where everything felt possible, where the world was yours. And use that moment to get strength. Because that moment lives inside of you. It lives in your heart. 
and no one can ever take that from you. Use it. If you want to participate in the Q&A section of this podcast, drop in the pullout below. What is the moment in time where your life felt eternal? Share with me your moment. I would love to hear. And let's just get, let's share. Let's share. Follow my podcast. Follow your soul. (laughs) It's a play on words. You know, I wanted it to be that way, but follow your soul. Follow my podcast. I'm going to have a TikTok and Instagram up and running soon, but... For now, I hope you can take some time to reflect on the moment that time stood still and use it as your fuel to keep going. No matter how small the moment was, it is impactful, it is important, and you are worth it. And don't forget it. In the last few minutes of my podcast, I wanted to share a clip of the prayer that the kids gave me that day. Sure, sure, sure. 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 sure.